This is Unladylike. I'm Kristen. Last year was inarguably the year of girl. Not any girl in particular, just girl. Not to be confused with October 11th, which is International Day of the Girl, which I would say is the spiritual opposite of girl math. But this episode isn't about girl. No, instead, it is about the figures who may or may not have raised girl, boy mom and girl dad. And if you're thinking, wait, but boy moms just have boys, right? Wrong. For example, over in Slate's parenting column, Care and Feeding, a reader asked advice columnist Jamila Lemieux about her sister-in-law's extreme boy momming. They wrote, my niece is four, my nephew is three, their mom is a self-styled boy mom. She openly professes that my nephew is her favorite. He is her little man, and she talks about how upset she gets at the thought of my nephew getting married and leaving her for another woman. And yes, the niece notices this. Over on TikTok, some even self-identify as toxic boy moms, or mums. I never thought that I would be that toxic boy mom. I love my four kids equally, but that last little boy (laughs) just hits different. And now I feel like I'm having this existential crisis where I wouldn't be that mom, that toxic boy mom. He hits his sisters, he punches them. I'm like, maybe he's having a hard day. Yes. Today, I am taking a sociological armchair exploration of the binary we have of boy moms and girl dads. I first brought this boy mom girl dad conversation to the Unladies Room Patreon last June when <laughs> I was first introduced to the fact that this is a thing. But I wanted to bring it out to the main feed because I do think appreciating and finding joy and uniqueness in the wonders of your children and the mess that they make is totally fine. At the same time, I think it's worth interrogating why this actually is a thing and how it connects both to societal expectations of the gender of kids that we are supposed to want, and also the way that there is a very real gender trad backlash afoot. And taken to its ideological extreme, boy mom becomes a political signifier, a statement of where you stand, not just on your child, but also your entire worldview and value system. And be sure to stick around to the end because there are some fascinating contrasts at work as well between boy mom and girl dad. And with that cliffhanger, let's get on with the show. Hashtag boy moms. Okay, have y'all heard of boy moms? Have you seen the merch? Uh, Come to find out... There is also just mom of boys is another kind of thing. But boy mom is has really seemed to have taken on a life of its own. And the whole reason I got to thinking about this was thanks to one of my besties, shout out to Nell, who is technically a boy mom. She is uh, she has two young, adorable sons. 
And the other week she texted, this is what I feel like when someone asks me what it's like being a quote unquote boy mom. And she sent this story by Kelly Draws on Instagram, hamming up like hashtag boy mom culture of, hey, I just found out I'm pregnant with a little boy and his name's going to be Charcoal, Switchblade, Tonka Truck. And like insert ascending hyper-masculine, ridiculous names. And so I asked, are girl moms a thing then too? To which Nell said, no, just girl dads. And of course that got my unladylike wheels spinning of, okay, there are two types of parents apparently, boy moms and girl dads. And Nell said, the gender stuff with kids is very weird. A coworker asked me what it's like being a boy mom yesterday, and I was like, a good question mark exclamation point. Usually I say something about how them being boys meant a lot to me before I met them. Now I don't think of their gender really at all, and it makes people uncomfortable. I'm supposed to say, oh, they keep me busy, or they're always into something, or never a dull moment. It always surprises me. I've had some really progressive friends say some weird stuff about boys v. girls. And I thought it was so fascinating because just as a person in this world, yes, I have noticed boy mom merch, but... Hearing this directly from a friend of mine, like, eh, made me wonder, is this, is the boy mom identity something new? Where is this coming from? Is just this just the latest offspring of gender reveal party culture? Like, what is going on here? So here are just a couple of examples of what you will find for the boy mom in your life on Etsy. So the very first shirt is Boy Moms Club. There's one in the style of the Friends TV show logo that says Boy Mom, the one where I'm outnumbered. Oh, God. Support wildlife, raise boys, a Boy Mom Things sweatshirt. Yeah, I mean, you you get the drift. And I will say some of the graphic design is surprisingly cute. But this is what I'm talking about. Now, if, if I search in Etsy, girl mom, the first result is a women of the Bible shirt. Mama of drama, hashtag mom of girls. Mom daughter squad, hashtag unbreakable bond. Oh, boy. Well, uh, apparently there is merch for everyone who wants to advertise the uh, presumed gender of their children and what that must mean about them. Hashtag unbreakable bond. Hashtag support wildlife raise boys. And I also want to underscore two truths that are going on at the same time. When it comes to hashtag boy mom, one of those truths is that it it can reflect a genuinely toxic kind of behavior. Maybe the most intense boy mom cliche that I've run across so far is describing raising your son as, quote, the longest breakup of your life. I mean... <laughs> 
<laughs> I, don't, I, mean, <laughs> I think that is objectively unhealthy, right? The other truth is that part of this is societal reinforcement on Ladies with Kids. I am so curious to know if y'all have observed whether the moment you have another child of the same gender, then other people start making boy mom or girl dad comments. Like in December, Rihanna generated boy mom headlines all because of kind of leading questions from an Entertainment Tonight host on a red carpet. By the way, baby line coming also? Baby line? Baby clothes. I'm starting with shoes. Then clothes? Yeah. 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 Everything's to come. For those boys, because I know they just often. I know. I know. They're the best, though. Having a house full of boys. I mean, I I thought I was a girl mom. I'm a boy mom. I love this. Mm. I love it. That said... I do not give as much of a pass to Kim Kardashian, who on an episode last fall of The Kardashians said in a producer interview, I love my girls, but a girl's like steals your clothes, has an attitude, you know, there's nothing like being a boy mom. Like, seriously, it's the best. Unladies, if you listened to last year's three-part series on mushrooms, then you are familiar with the concept of psychedelic-assisted therapy and how research is finding really promising results in terms of it helping with things like anxiety and depression. And that's why I'm talking to you about MindBloom. MindBloom is the leader in ketamine therapy, having helped tens of thousands of people overcome their anxiety and depression. MindBloom's expert clinicians and guides can help you feel better in days, not weeks, and you can complete treatment entirely from the comfort of home. In a study of over 1,000 MindBloom clients, 89% reported improvements in their anxiety and depression after only four sessions. Now, MindBloom has new programs that go beyond depression and anxiety to help you overcome challenges in everyday life. Right now, MindBloom is offering Unladylike listeners $100 off your first six-session program when you sign up at mindbloom.com unladylike and use promo code unladylike. Break free from your anxiety and depression and feel better faster with MindBloom. Mindbloom.com slash unladylike and use promo code unladylike. Unladies, Wednesday is my new favorite day of the week because that is when I get my HelloFresh box. It is, after all, America's number one meal kit. Don't think you even have time to cook? Well, HelloFresh offers quick and easy meals and 15-minute recipes designed to help minimize mealtime stress as well. It also saves me from getting into a recipe rut thanks to its 45 dinner options each week. I really enjoy cooking, but at the end of the day, it's hard to even think of what I want to make. And that is where HelloFresh comes in and they say, hey, we got the meal laid out for you. Everything is pre-portioned. It saves me, yes, time and money, but also just that mental energy. But wait, there's more. Go to HelloFresh.com slash unladylikefree and use code unladylikefree for free breakfast for life. 
one breakfast item per box while subscription is active. That's free breakfast for life at HelloFresh.com slash UnladylikeFree with code UnladylikeFree. Now let's go ahead and start in the most extreme corners of boy momdom. Because on ladies, when my friend first texted me about boy mom, I was like, wait, hold on. That sounds familiar. I feel like I have saved an article, like a non-parenting related article about that. So I searched boy mom in my saved articles. Where are my pocket app heads at? Love my pocket app. And lo and behold... A 2021 BuzzFeed article that I had saved headlined, The Face of QAnon Isn't Just White Dudes with Guns, It's Instagram, Hashtag Boy Moms. And this was a piece by Stephanie McNeil. McNeil is talking about uh, like QAnoners in Telegram. Most women use their real names on the chat, so it's easy to find them on other social media platforms where they use descriptors in their profiles like Hashtag Twin Mom. Hashtag boy mom, wife, or Christian. Many even attach a family photo to their profiles, clutching their babies and or husbands with huge grins. There are a few women of color and some men, but most of them appear to be white women and teen girls. In other words, my hunch was right. (laughs) That there is definitely a piece of this that aligns with gender trad folks who think that the binary is not only real, but absolutely necessary. It is a part of the fabric of our everyday Christian society. And these boy moms are intentionally raising boys in a very gender traditional kind of way, right? They are the parents who want to enforce gender stereotypes, who cannot fathom that their son, their precious son, might actually be their daughter or their non-binary child. Now, cut to two years later, last month on BuzzFeed, there was, a, a, a again, very scientific information here, 11 photos that prove just how toxic boy mom culture really is. On TikTok, Facebook, and other platforms, there seems to be a trend of mothers who are a tad too obsessed with their son's gender. People obviously don't love the patriarchal messaging in this or the way it perpetuates the gender binary, but that's just the tip of the iceberg with this issue. So we see a TikTok just making my son's girlfriend a sandwich as she eats everything in my house. So you have the maternal resentment against your son's love interest. You have, oh gosh, yeah, I have noticed this too. A boy mom who is way too focused on her son's penis size. This is a Reddit post. I'm embarrassed to be asking, but my two-month-old has a large eggplant emoji. It is bigger than my two-year-old's. I'm only bringing it up because I heard a few remarks that alluded to my older son being a good size. My two-month-old is twice the size. As a mom, you don't want anything to be too big or too small, you know? My husband mentioned it to our pediatrician, and I was so embarrassed I almost fell out of the chair. She basically said, well, maybe it's a little above average. I guess my question is, why is my baby's eggplant emoji bigger than my toddler's? (laughs) I really don't want to fixate on this, but is it maybe going to cause them any issues down the line? 
Yeah, I don't know. There's a lot. There's a lot to unpack there. Um, okay, and and then and then I've also noticed this of mothers who are really out there with how hot their sons are. So this is from a Reddit post of a woman sharing images of her son, her young son, and captioned, Mama Stud Muffin, hide your daughters, hide your mama, hide your wife. And this child does look to be all of four years old. So, there, you know, there, there's, there's, there's weird, there is weird stuff. Um, hmm. Yeah. Okay. I'm just going to, I'm just going to get out of there. But, but to the question of like, wait, is this, is this really a new trend? How did all of this start? Well, it's actually not new at all. I found a piece from Jezebel from 2019, Battle Hymn of the Boy Mom, and the author Hazel Sills connects it to the mom blog era. Quote, mommy blogging and Instagram caption staple. And we get a little bit more of a timestamp when we find out that a Dallas woman named Amy Williams trademarked boy mom in 2007. So she trademarked Boy Mom to use on apparel since 2007, and she owns the LLC Boy Mom LLC. In 2008, she filed the trademark for Girl Mom. The Jezebel author interviewed Amy, who said, I didn't have brothers growing up, and when I gave birth to my sons, it was so different than anything we had growing up. You're raising the opposite sex is what you're doing. And apparently... Amy Williams, owner of Boy Mom LLC, is uh, pretty litigious if you c- come for her trademark. I don't know how all those Etsy sellers are out there. Maybe that's why you have the various iteration of like, you know, Boy Mom Clubs, Mom of Boys, Boy Mama. Um, but uh, I mean, Amy Williams, I mean, to her credit, she saw the trend a coming back in the early-ish 2000s. And I really liked, though, the way that Hazel Sills sums up what this whole subculture that Boy Mom has wrought since is all about. Here to be a Boy Mom is to be a steward for the little gurgling vessels of stereotypical masculinity, a feminine traveler in a foreign world of action figures, mud-stained clothing, and gross-out humor. And there's also, along with this... An assumption that boys in their early lives are harder to raise than girls and then it switches that like teen boys are so much easier than teen girls and no surprise here. Research finds that there's actually very little difference in terms of what it takes to raise boys assigned at birth versus girls assigned at birth. Like there are slight cognitive and behavioral differences, sure, but this stereotype that being a boy mom means that your life is complete chaos is not necessarily true at all. It's that if you, if, if, if by being a mom, period, being a parent, especially a parent of multiple children, is the chaotic factor in this. It's not necessarily the gender. However, of course, if you are going into it with a boy mom attitude, 
it's probably going to be a kind of self-fulfilling prophecy because you're going to want to be reinforcing that stereotype six ways to Sunday. Now, it is also occurring to me, y'all, as I'm sitting here talking to you with little Brewster in my lap, is boy dog mom culture a thing? And if not, should I start it? (laughs) Hashtag boy dog mom. That's right. Support wildlife, raise boy dogs. Uh, And does it count if they are neutered? But there is a whole other layer to the self-identification of boy moms and moms of boys, because it, it, it also reflects to an extent people's projections onto especially expecting moms, pregnant people, about the the their desired gender of the baby that they're going to have. And to explain. I will turn to a 2017 Reddit post asking, why is being a boy mom a thing? And I I thought that this user's answer was interesting. She wrote, speaking only for me personally as a boy mom, it's because people are assholes. And she goes on to say, there's this idea in the world that men want sons and women want daughters. So when you're having a little boy... People say all kinds of shit like, oh, your husband must be so thrilled. And boys are a hassle when they're young, but so much easier than girls when they're teens. But they'll also say shit like, are you disappointed it's a boy? And are you going to try again for a girl? And according to this boy mom, and I think this is probably correct, that questioning only intensifies if they get pregnant again and have another boy. And this Redditor says, the fact that people bombard you with their projections of how disappointed they imagine you feel gets freaking annoying after a while. So you overcompensate to shut them the hell up. And she also mentions how, like, there is a layer of guilt as well if you do want a girl and that's wrong to feel. And like, there, there's just no winning. You know, there's no winning in any of this. But I think at this point, again, I think that it has become politicized to some degree. It is advertising not only the gender makeup of your offspring, but also how you view gender in and of itself. And to some extent... If we pull back the lens and look a little bit into the historical record, boy mom could be considered a reclamation of sorts, a reclamation of the historical suspicion and blame placed especially on moms of boys, boys including one dot 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 Adolf Hitler. In 1934, Vanity Fair ran an article talking about how Hitler's dead mom was kind of the reason why Hitler was Hitlering, that she was the reason why he was, quote, chained by an immense bond to the woman who is the most important factor in his life and talked about how Hitler hated his dad but loved his mother, quote, with a fanatic devotion, and that as a result, he weeps easily. 
They formed a secret alliance against the father. She worshipped him, and he worshipped her. So this was trying to explain part of his pathology was having an overbearing mother. And this idea of the a, a ruinously attached mother-son relationship only intensified in the 1940s when sociologists and psychologists started warning that, quote, an over-affectionate or too distant mother, too close, too far away, hampers the social and psychosexual development of her son in extremis, causing conditions such as asthma, autism, and schizophrenia. And I believe that on a bonus episode here on the Patreon in the Unladies Room, I did talk about how refrigerator mothers, the too frigid mother was one of the initial blames for autism. Again, it's like moms can't catch a break. They have never caught a break, especially when it comes to their relationships with their sons. So if we cut to the 1960s, boy mom takes on a new horrific lens with, for example, Psycho, where Norman Bates is kind of the most extreme mama's boy. And apparently, the IRL Boston Strangler was presumed to be a serial killer because of his attachment to his mom, who apparently didn't like him all that much, but he loved her and it was much too fraught. And so he strangled. But what, of course, about the men? What about girl dads? What's so fascinating to me is that while boy mom seems to be very much about a kind of identity marking and even identity reclamation because it's like, hey, you know, things are messy. I'm always going here, there and everywhere. I'm a boy mom, you know, kind of an explanation (laughs) for maybe the kind of motherhood you might feel like you are inhabiting. Girl dad seems more of a virtue signaling. And Of course, virtue signaling has kind of a negative connotation as something hollow. It's all of the thoughts and prayers posts. It's black squares on Instagram. But from what I've observed, at least, Girl Dad seems like more of a response to toxic masculinity and also echoes the similar kind of societal expectations that Men will want sons, and that if there is no son, he will be disappointed. He will feel unfulfilled. After all, who will carry on his name? And sometimes that is the case. Maybe y'all have seen those gender reveal party bloopers of grown men losing their shit when their ill-advised smoke bombs or confetti cannons shoot out pink instead of blue. You seen those? Yeah. Whereas Girl Dad says, yes, I am here and I am enthusiastically raising more than one girl, (laughs) right? From certain angles, at least, Girl Dad looks less gender rigid than Boy Mom. Girl Dad is also very distinct from a father of daughters. Like, Girl Dads are Girl Dadding every day, whereas... Fathers of daughters are usually only trotted out when they need to claim some kind of moral high ground as a man in relationship to his thoughts and feelings about women. 
And that said, there's also research showing that, yes, it is possible for raising a daughter to change men's attitudes about women and girls and gender equality. But that can also be complicated. I did not know that girl dad, hashtag girl dad, first went viral in 2020 after Kobe Bryant and his daughter Gianna were killed in a helicopter crash. There was this ESPN uh, in, in memoriam kind of segment about Kobe where the announcer talked about meeting him and Kobe Bryant had four daughters and he said something to her of like, he said, I would have five more girls if I could. I'm a girl dad. When it came to sports, he said that his oldest daughter was an accomplished volleyball player and that the youngest was a toddler, so TBD. But that middle one, he said, that middle one was a monster. She's a beast. She's better than I was at her age. She's got it. That middle one, of course, was Gigi. When I reflect on this tragedy and that half an hour that I spent with Kobe Bryant two years ago, I suppose that the only small source of comfort for me is knowing that he died doing what he loved the most, being a dad, being a girl dad. And while I have absolutely no doubt that that man adored his daughters and really did embrace the uniqueness of raising four of them at once. There is the fact that in 2003, he was arrested and charged with sexual assault and false imprisonment. And that criminal case, however, never moved forward because the alleged victim in that case ultimately decided she would not testify in a criminal trial. There was also a civil suit that was ultimately settled between the two. And what happened in 2003, that is not incompatible with really the way that he was memorialized in 2020 as a hashtag girl dad. As fathers of daughters <laughs> have shown us, of course, being a self-identified girl dad doesn't magically absolve anyone for how they may or may not have behaved toward women who are neither their daughters nor the mothers of their daughters. And girl dad is by no means immune from the whole gender trad element in all of this. It can very much function as the father-daughter, daddy's little girl counterpart to the boy mom who is going through the longest breakup of her life watching her son grow up. I did find one and only one study. It's called The Rise of Hashtag Girl Dad in a Hashtag Boy Mom World, exploring Instagram's role in influencing performative parenthood. And in their findings, the researchers noted, quote, the creation of hashtag girl dad following Kobe Bryant's death in particular has provided an opportunity for fathers to be more vulnerable, countering masculine stereotypes. However, to continue that growth, more scholarship needs to be done on the impacts of performative parenthood exhibited by influencers and mimicked by others on Instagram because it is clear from this study that some of those traditional roles and parenting styles are still prevalent. And here we circle back around. This is especially true for hashtag boy mom, where the pressure women face to exhibit their motherhood role as an integral part of their social identity is alive and well. 
And to me, the big takeaway is that we just have to be careful and cognizant and contextualize these kinds of identifiers that quickly turn into content, then that content then turns into quote unquote news, and everything is just reduced once again into one oversimplified monolithic label like boy mom and girl dad. (laughs) It's a little bit of a snake eating its tail. And now, unladies, I would love to hear from y'all. Hello at unladylike.co is where you can send me emails or voice memos. I love a voice memo. You can also DM me on Instagram at unladylikemedia. I am working on brand new main feed episodes. And if there are topics you would like to hear me cover, I am all ears. In the meantime, support a feminist independent podcast and join the Patreon, patreon.com slash unladylikemedia, or you can search Unladylike Media in your Patreon app. And for $5 a month or more, you can help sustain the show and also get yourself a boatload of bonus episodes. And my undying gratitude, of course. Unladylike is an Unladylike Media production, executive produced, written, hosted, and edited by me, Kristen Conger. Our music is by Flamingo Shadow, Amit May Cohen, and Sarah Tudson. Until next week. So when I think about my daughters getting married, I get excited, right? Think about their dresses, planning their weddings. When I think about my son's wedding, I want to cry. Boy mums, we've got to step up. We've got to realize that we are the problem.